Hey, welcome to FQ, where we talk about faith, family, and friends. I'm Jacob. And I'm George. And welcome to this week's podcast. Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast. Uh, We have a very special guest. It is, by the way, before I say his name, uh, it is January 20th, 2021. Dang, Uh, it's an inaugural day. That's a weird word to say. Um, this week we have Edgar Friendly on. Uh, he's on TikTok. Uh, somebody that called us out and was like, hey, I like what these guys are doing. And I hadn't even met him yet. Uh, so, hey, Edgar, how's it going? Hey, uh, great to be on. I really like what you guys do. And uh, I was just really encouraged. Um, you know, it seems like more and more or less or less rather, <laughs> uh, more people are doing actual scriptural teaching uh, yeah. to the point where, you know, there's so much false stuff going around. It's nice that people are actually calling out false doctrine and talking about truth um, because it's not easy. Yeah. And a lot of people want to take the, you know, they want to take the easy way and they never want to talk about truth because yeah. it's way too hard for some people uh, because they don't want to be called hateful. They want to, you know, get along with everybody. And so it sometimes, unfortunately, people have this equation with uh, being nice, right, with yeah. being loving. Yeah. Um, so people, it's unfortunate that people it kind of takes a hit to the ego when you start preaching truth because as soon as you start doing that the devil starts attacking you and being like oh man you're really hateful aren't you and like it's it's not easy for uh, a lot of people yeah so uh <laughs> what you reminded me of is so in school uh i'm in this class called uh was it christian worldview and so you talk about atheism, all that stuff. And I, it's a good class. <laughs> and mind you, I've been a Christian for over 20 years. And so <laughs> I'm like, oh, some of this crap's like, oh, this is easy stuff. And then there's some stuff I'm like, huh, never knew that before. <laughs> and so you're always <laughs> learning. Uh, but, like, you kind of reminded me, a lot of people are, it's called apostasy, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. And that's something I just learned. And I was like, Oh, it's where you abandon your religious or political beliefs. And that's what they are. And I, I didn't know that until I did an assignment like earlier this week about apostrophe people. And I was like, Oh, okay. And I was like, uh, I had no clue <laughs> what that was. And so, uh, but yeah, I, I was like, that's interesting. But me and you, yeah. me and you talked a lot about, um, about just like, I guess, for lack of better terms, the woke Christians, or we call them progressive Christians mm-hmm. or liberal Christians. Yeah. Um. So how do you how do you deal with them? Because I know some of our listeners deal with that, or um, maybe there's a listener listening to somebody like that. And how would you tell them? I guess what would you tell them to do if they're like, "Hey, uh, this person said." Um, I'm saved no matter what. Like, uh, yeah. I don't uh, even need to that, ask Jesus in my heart. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, know your scripture. <laughs> First and foremost, yeah. uh, go through, go through. And that the more you learn, the more you're going to be able to rattle that off because the, I, and this is the thing for me is, uh, knowing the scripture more than the, uh, chapter and verse right you can learn chapter and verse later but when the more you debate people and you start looking stuff up then you start learning chapter and verse and all that but knowing it in your heart uh the bible actually talks about knowing uh scripture in your heart uh so that way it's god can bring stuff to mind and also it's the fact that no one can take that away from you if the bible is banned um you know, what are you going to have? But if you have it in your heart, if you have it in your mind, God, God will always bring up that. And that's something they can never take away. So knowing scripture first and foremost, and in context, 
um, looking up context of the verses and being, I guess, being flexible enough to, if, if there's somebody who knows scripture, being willing enough to set your ego aside and see uh, if where what that's saying is true, not just from what people tell you, right? Yeah. So it's it's important first and foremost to know scripture because when you talk about scripture, you're always going to be using apologetics. You're always going to be using scripture, referring to scripture because yeah. the way that the devil works, he will always put a tiny bit of truth in it, right? Yeah. Uh, because if you look at Adam and Eve, right? When the serpent talked to Eve, did God really say that? Did, did God really say that? And that's the way progressive Christians work because they go, Oh, well, look at this scripture. Did God really say man with man? Yes. Yes, he did. (laughs) And you gotta be, you gotta be first like, like, know it. Don't, I mean, don't just, shy away when yeah. you know it you know it and because yeah. they will pull this stuff on you and they'll go no see the original scripture it said boy and then you go no no it didn't it didn't it said man better <laughs> like like yeah. uh to lie man with man like you have to be not so much aggressive because a lot of people find me a little bit aggressive uh <laughs> but yeah, i like it though. you have to be you have to be just straightforward and tell people no. Don't be like, well, uh, well, I don't know, you know, and all like, no, you have to be full in the spirit and be like, no, this is what it says. Don't twist scripture, you know, and yep. I was just uh, actually before I came on, I was just talking with a, a guy who was trying to twist scripture Uh and I, I wasn't quite sure what his point was trying to get at because he was trying to uh, point out, uh, I think it was in John, where Jesus said, well, aren't, aren't, aren't you all gods? Or, you know, he was taking that out of scripture. I think he was Mormon. Um, and I'm like, no, that's not, that's not the context. We're not gods. <laughs> like, that's not what Jesus was trying to say. Um, people are, people are ridiculous. They will always try to twist scripture, yeah. uh, to, to try to deceive you. And that deception is rampant, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, I mean, it could be like somebody saying they have a, I mean, a Yale degree and, that they're a theologian. Yeah. <laughs> if you know who I'm talking about. Um, yeah. But definitely one of those things where um, if you would just look at your Bible, like uh, the biggest thing that those guys try to do is, um, for instance, uh, you remind, you and Buck Rogers are probably the two that I'd say are, you, you do come strong, but I love it. <laughs> like uh, I think <laughs> I come off strong sometimes, but I don't, I don't battle as much as you guys because they they take you guys a little bit more, I guess, they, they go by views. So I try to battle a little bit differently without even giving them credit is kind of my yeah. new goal. And, and me and you talked about that. And so, um, but, yeah, so uh, I know you've been a Christian for a little while. Uh, so what is your story, man? Like, what? What is it like? Were you did you get saved when you were younger? Was it older? What is it? Yeah. Uh, well, we when we talked, uh, we were talking about how similar our stories kind of were growing up. Yeah. Um, and you know, my grandmother. Uh, let me let me say this: uh, when I was very young, I was not diagnosed uh, with Asperger's until I was in my early thirties. So I knew I had a learning disability. I didn't fit in a lot of places and uh, didn't quite know what the, what my deal was. Uh, but my grandmother, my parents pulled me out of school and homeschooled me. Yeah. And I quickly like absorbed information and, and school 
everything that I was like super interested in just focused on that wound up graduating a lot earlier but the positive thing was that my grandmother was a pastor uh, as was my uncle and so she would come over and we would do these in-depth bible studies and so she would have these actually I I still have the cards that she wrote uh and it was in uh, my Bible that I had one of my Bibles that I I had uh, reopened up because I, I have a couple different Bibles that I like to switch between. But she would do these in-depth Bible studies yeah. with me, my brother and a neighbor kid uh, who I, he was always frustrating. Uh, <laughs> he's one of those. Progr- he's a progressive Christian. Uh, and we still argue on, <laughs> we still argue on things. And, um, you know, I'm like, dude, finish the verse. Um, but, uh, <laughs> cause he'll, you know, he'll, he'll pull that. He always likes to play devil's ad- advocate. Right. Yeah. And so he was, he was always like that. So I've always been battling, uh, for scripture <laughs> ever since I was even young. So, yeah, um, I grew up in that. My having my uncle and my grandmother teach me all about scripture and context and all that, and I was fortunate enough to have that. Yeah. And uh, when I was eighteen, I worked night shift at Walmart, and I was walking, and um, my coworker he had he was atheist, and we would always debate. Yeah. All the time, like God would send people to debate me and <laughs> all like all the time. And I would always have the answer because God would download it into my brain. <laughs> and he just like it was I, I don't think it was so much me as God was always giving me that knowledge that I needed to present him. Right. Yeah. And um so I would always debate with him. And one night I was walking in the the back room and they were playing a secular radio station. And I saw two demons guarding the radio, like physically standing there. And it just like, I was like, Whoa. Cause like they were, they were there and then they weren't. Yeah. And uh, I just started, I started praying. And God took me out of my body and he showed me, I was hovering over hell and it was just terrifying. Like people like do not even know the reality of hell. They really don't. A lot of, Uh, so I have a friend, sorry to interrupt you, that he talks about hell's not real and stuff. He's a universalist. And so I've been talking to him for a while and he was talking about truths or something. And I go, is that true? And he and like, I, I kind of put him in the self refuting, uh, dilemma there. And like, so he's like, well, uh, something about a question. Is that a question? I go, um, I was like, I asked you a question. He goes, no, my question is, do you, is that a question? I go, okay. <laughs> I go, that, that's all that. That's a weak debate back. <laughs> so I'm just like, well, well, Jesus, Jesus always asked, answered a question with questions. Yeah. If you ever, if you ever noticed that, like that was, that was his, the way of he, he always answered, which I always thought was kind of funny because, they would ask a question and he would ask one right back. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you, you're hovering but, over hell, like you'd see hell. Yeah. I was hovering over hell and just, there were people just in these like craters, right? Like they weren't craters, but they were like stone. They were, Plots in the ground. Yeah. Right. And it, God allowed me to see, but it was pitch black. Like you could not see 
Um, and I could tell that you couldn't see because people were groping in with their arm out. You know, like when you're in a dark room and you're trying to find the yeah. light switch and it's across the room and you're kind of like waving your arm out in front of you. That's kind of what they were doing. Yeah. And they were in pain and it, there wasn't like a fire, but it was this immense heat that their skin was melting off their body and it just like, you know, wax off a candle and just yeah like never ending. And people don't realize just the reality of that. And I asked God, why are you showing me this? And he said, so you can have compassion for others. So you know what, that you don't want them to come here. Yeah. You know, and that's been a motivator because I've had so many people going, well, how do you know hell is real? I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen it. I know the reality and I don't want anybody to go there. Anybody, yeah. not my worst enemy, not any, not anybody, not people who hate me. I don't want anybody to go there. I don't care if you hate me for it. That, yeah. That's why you need strong conviction when you know the reality of hell and what comes after this, if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the detriment that you feel, the regret, people cursing God and asking God, like, please, God, take me out of here. Take me out of here. I can't handle it. Please. I'm sorry, God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then cursing him right afterwards. That wow. is the reality of hell that people don't even realize. And it grieves my heart because people don't even take that seriously. They laugh and they mock and they don't realize the the absolute destruction that they are headed for. Yeah. And it, it just tears me apart when I hear, when I hear and I talk to people uh, on TikTok and I really wish that, I mean, I put it on my YouTube channel, but, um, like my experience a little bit, but it, it's, it always just gets to me every time I talk about it. It's very, very hard to talk about when you see that reality, yeah. uh, when God shows you something like that, you know, people, I've seen people ask for God to show them, show me that uh, that's real. Yeah. And you, you, you will never be the same ever. Yeah. You will never be the same when you see it, when you see the reality of that, because your heart, you will have, like, I, <laughs> I go, you know, like I said, some people think I'm very aggressive when I talk to people, but that's because I love them enough. I don't want them to go to hell. Yeah. I want them to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior to prevent them from going there. There is one truth, one truth, and that's it. Yeah. And the, all the rest is false. That's why I can't, uh, it just, it's very hard to stomach when people are like, all roads lead to God. And it's like, no. No, you don't understand. Not all roads lead to God. Yeah. You know, Jesus said the wide path is the road to destruction. It's the road to destruction. The narrow path is very hard to find. People, there's so many people who think they're on the narrow path and they don't even, they're, they're not even aware of what path they're on. Yeah. You know? And that that's why um, on, on one of my recent videos, I was talking about people who are in name only, right? Their family is Christian. Their, their, uh, their parents are Christian or, you know, they go by what their family is. Yeah. You know, and they, they don't have that personal connection with Jesus Christ. They yeah. don't have that relationship. It's like, it's a one-sided uh, relationship. Would people, I, I think if people really sat down and thought about it, this yeah. is the way they should think about it. Would you 
Would you be friends with somebody who it was all one-sided? One-sided. That type of person is a toxic person. You don't, you get rid of those type of people (laughs) who come, and I've known people like that. Where they, where you talk to them, your friend, your friend, quote unquote friends, yeah. right? But they only come to you when they have problems. They only come to you when they want money, when they want something. They don't sit down with you. They don't hang out with you. They don't, they don't have a two way communication. It's all one way. And a lot of people treat God like a genie. Yeah. They treat him like a genie. Hey, hey, God, I need this. Hey, God, I need, you know, I need this. You know, what about, what about him? Yeah. What are his needs? What, his will. We're here for his will. Not our will. This world is going to pass away. Who cares about this stuff? Yeah. This stuff, this stuff is temporary. What about God's will? What about God, what God needs? Dude, people don't ask themselves these things. It's a one-sided relationship. People don't think about this. They don't. And it's, it's really sad because they think, you know, they think they're okay. Yeah. And it's a toxic relationship that they, they don't even realize they are the toxic ones in this relationship. You know, sit down with God. Jesus wants a relationship with us, but if we're not putting in any time and effort we're going to be Matthew seven twenty two, to the point where God's going to, Jesus is going to go, I never knew you. You never sat down with me. Where were you? Like, you know, I wanted to sit down. I wanted to talk with you. I wanted to hang out with you. You never were there when, you know, whenever just one-sided, you know. Yeah. And I think people need to really reconsider uh, their relationship and their walk with with Jesus, with Christ, because they don't. I don't think a lot of people even realize what kind of relationship they're in. You know. Yeah. I I agree with you that that it's pretty toxic when, uh, especially because I feel like I've done it in the past. I don't know about you, but where you're like, mm-hmm. oh, there's seasons where this Bible probably collected dust and <laughs> didn't get crept open or anything. Life got busy and all that. And that's not a good enough excuse because as, as a, as a human being, if you're, you're friends with someone, you still reach out to them. You still talk to them. You still love on them. And, um, I mean, like my best friend has been on this podcast, uh, a handful of times, but in all reality, we're still really good friends, but it's not like, uh, I guess the relationship you'd want it to be. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, if, if yeah. we're best friends, why aren't you texting me every day? Why is it only one person texting? <laughs> why is it just, um, me saying like, Hey man, how are you doing? Hope everything's well, that kind of thing. And even that yeah. is really not enough for a relationship. Cause how far does that go? Like, um, when I was dating my wife, like if I would have just text that once a day, I don't even think we'd be married. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, Hey, yeah. how are you doing? And she'd be like, Oh, I'm doing good. How are you? And then nothing else. Really? <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. what kind of mediocre relationship is that? Yeah. And so, and, and so I think, I think people need to just, uh, re reevaluate. Yeah. Right. Where they are. No, no, that totally makes, totally makes sense. And so you're at, you're at this point, you've seen hell, all that. Where do you go from here? Uh, well, from there, I really went off to a, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with job core. Yeah, I know it is at all. Yeah. Uh, so I, I really had nothing going on. Uh, because I was like, God, you know, like, what, what do you want? And so I went there cause I was trying to kill time. I really had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. And I spent a little time there. I met some great friends and it just like, kind of was like, eh, like it was okay. <laughs> like, you know, um, 
I probably should have gotten to know God a little bit more, but uh, just time got away you yeah. know, from me. And I came back, uh, back to Wisconsin because that was in, in Minnesota. Yeah. And so I got back and I was walking around uh, the state capitol and I was praying and I said, God, what do you want me to do? Yeah. What do you want to do with me? And I had seen this road that I never went down. I like, I've been all over Madison, but this particular road, I just like, I was like, yeah, I've never been down this street. I'll go down this street. So I wound up uh, going and I had to use the restroom. So I went in this bar, went downstairs and I hear this music and I'm like, what is going on? So I went and I, I never really liked my voice yeah. uh, when I was younger uh, but I started singing and I started going every week and uh, to karaoke because <laughs> this guy had karaoke and I started going all around Madison and singing Yeah, and I would always have water, water and lemon, water and lemon, water and lemon. And that's all I would ever have. And that kind of piques people's interest, right? Because normally in a bar, people are like, hey, why don't you have a proper drink? <laughs> you know, yeah. like type of thing. And I'm sitting there with my water and lemon, and I'm like, no, I'm I'm good, I'm good. And um, so it really opened up kind of this witnessing uh, portion. And so I don't I don't know if God still wants me to do music, or if that was a gone opportunity, but uh, or if He just wanted me to witness to certain people at you know at a certain time. But uh, I had met this other guy who was an atheist and we would talk about things as we're at karaoke. Um, uh, but we were good friends. We got to know each other and we would sing and all that, but he brought a friend and she, uh, she was a pretty heavy alcoholic uh, from what I could see. Um, I, I never quite knew the extent, but I brought her back to, to a relationship with Christ. And she's, really strong um now and that seems to be what god has for me because ever since then i keep getting people not so much you know who are new right but who are coming back to him yeah and i've seen that a lot on tiktok where you know god god is really showing me that you know, it's not the people who don't know me, but the people who knew me and haven't been close. I'm trying to draw them back yeah. to myself. And I, I think that's really amazing to me because we're all, and I've said this a million times, um, we're all different bodies, you know, different parts in the body of Christ. Yeah. And so my my testimony, my life is going to be obviously different than what somebody else is, but we're all here to relate to each other in different ways. Um, I was homeless. I was homeless for a while. I can relate to homeless people, people who have, you know, gotten out of drugs can relate to people who, you know, are, are still in drugs and, you know, God can minister to different people that way. And so, uh, that is, that's another thing is God eventually led me, uh, to kind of being like Peter and walking out of the boat, (laughs) so to speak. Uh, God called me and, um, you know, sometimes it's not turbulent waters, but it's the unknown. And I made a TikTok about that. You know, it's the unknown and trusting in God. God will call you to something that you're not exactly comfortable with. You have no idea what's coming. And that's exactly what happened to me is uh, I was just living my life and going to church and doing my doing my thing. And uh, God, God <laughs> kind of tells me, hey, you, you're going to leave. <laughs> I'm like, leave where? <laughs> And he's like, you're just go, you know, you're, you're going to go. And I'm like, when he's like, I'll let you know. (laughs) I'm like, but where? And, uh, so 
it just timing happened yeah. where I was fully uh, paid up on my rent. Right. Yeah. And yet um, I had just been let go from my job. And it was like a month before uh, my, the end of my contract, my lease. Yeah. And so I was like, that, that's really weird timing. And <laughs> God's like, now you're, you're supposed to go now. And I'm like, now? And he's like, now. And I'm like, okay. And so I sold as much as I could that wouldn't, you know, everything that would fit in my car, I kept. And then I just sold uh, my computer. I sold my TV, which my friend, uh, he told me, you know, he gave me more money than the TV was worth. And he's like, hey, God wanted me to bless you. And he gave me more money. I'm like, oh, all right. And um, a lot of people in my church were like, wow, you know, like I really wish I had that much faith to go where – you know, you don't know where you're going. You don't have family. All your fam- family friends are here and you're just, you're going. Yeah. And I'm like, God, you know, it was clear as a bell. It was clear as a bell. I knew it was, a, it was a God thing. It wasn't me. And, you know, it was something that it was completely out of my comfort zone. Yeah. And and it's funny how God will take you out of your comfort zone and send you places <laughs> yep. that like you, you're not going to be comfortable, you know, but if God, if God is sending you, he's not going to send you to fail. Right. Yeah. But that doesn't mean it's going to be perfect either. <laughs> like, right. cause I, I traveled cross country. I wound up in Washington where my now wife, you know, lived at the time and I just kind of wound up there and uh, I was looking for a job. Nothing was happening. And, uh, I, I knew my wife, uh, previously, I knew that she was like kind of there, Yeah. but I, I wasn't, I didn't know for sure that she was going to be the one I was going to wind up with. <laughs> it was just kind of happenstance. But, um, so I was, trying to find a job and I was living in my car because it was just one of those things. And, um, I had went to the bank because at that time I only had an ATM card. They didn't have debit cards really. Um, or at least my, my credit union didn't offer it. So I just had a debit card or, uh, a ATM card. So I was withdrawing money and it was like three bucks a pop. Right. Yeah. The ripoff. And, (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, where are all the free ATMs? Because in my, uh, where I lived, uh, in Madison, they had tons of free ATMs. Um, and so I went to a credit union, um, and I was like, Hey, where are your guys free ATMs? Because I'm like, I'm getting robbed here. Like half my money is going to be gone if I keep withdrawing it like this. And, uh, cause I didn't want to carry around a huge wad of cash, you know, like yeah. who wants to do that? I'm like, yeah. if I get robbed, then That's like, all I money. got nothing left. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, so I, I went in and they're like, oh, we don't do that here. And I'm like, well, you don't do that here. What do you, what do you mean? You don't do that here. Like that's <laughs> completely useless. Like what? Like, okay, so fine. But anybody who knows me knows I get a lot, like you could even see it on TikTok. Uh, I get loud when I get excited, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. so I, I left and, um, th- apparently because I was loud, they wrote down my license plate and, uh, by sheer funny enough that God directed me to this church, uh, in this strip strip mall. And I had, uh, went and it was a worship practice night. And uh, I got to know one of the pastors there. Yeah. And he's like, I I tell you what, I'll try to help you find a job. Right. And so I I go and I set up a time to meet with him and I'm staying in my car. And uh, so 
he calls me like a day or two later and he's like, Hey, I'll take you out for lunch. We can talk about job options and I'll help you find a job and all that. So I go, I go and I start driving and uh, he tells me where to meet him. And uh, I go and he's like, calls me and he's, Hey, uh, the place is packed. So why don't we, you know, meet, Oh, like there's a parking lot, uh, behind this restaurant park over there and we could talk about where to go next. And I was like, okay, cool. So I'm sitting in this parking lot and I'm playing on my phone and I'm looking up, looking for him. I'm looking around, I'm back down to my phone. I'm, I'm just going back and forth between my phone and the review mirror. And all of a sudden I look up and there's like six, five or six squad cars, uh, police and a bunch <laughs> of officers aiming their guns at me and I'm like what is going on and it was a nice day and I had my window my window rolled down and uh they're telling me to get out of the car and uh so I rolled down the window stick my arm out and I'm like keeping my hands up and they're telling me to back up you know and lift my shirt like lift my arms so they can see I have no weapons and all this and it was just like I was just ready to poop myself because I was just like, what in the world? Like, I'm like, what's going on? And tell me to get on the ground. And they put me in the back of a squad car and they're just kind of like talking with me. And I'm like, yes, sir. No, sir. I'm like, what, what's the charge? You know, like, and what they're like, I'm doing? Bank, yeah, bank robbery. And I'm like, what? No, I'm like, no, what bank robbery? <laughs> uh, Shortly after I left, apparently another bank got robbed. Yeah. And the picture that they showed, the guy was built like me. Like, <laughs> same height, same weight type of thing. He was a bigger guy, stocky guy. He was wearing a fake beard. I didn't have a beard at the time, but he was wearing a fake beard. And I'm just like, no, sir. Like, no, no. I like, no. And they're like, can we search your car? And I'm like, yes, but just make sure you're careful because that's all my possessions in the car. Just please just be careful with them. Well, all my boxes were still like pretty much taped up. So they saw that there was not, you know, I wasn't the guy. Right. Yeah. Uh, they kind of like, they, I had all my clothes in a trash bag and they, they cut all those bags open and I like my clothes were on the ground and it was such a mess. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> but yeah, they, they were like, okay, well we just, we needed to check. And I'm like, Oh, I understand you were just doing your job. You know, like it was, it was really good. They were really, uh, really nice. And, uh, I, I was really thankful that they were really professional um, and everything. And so we parted ways and uh, yeah, just God kind of guided me to a family friend who he was managing a, uh, like he, he managed a janitorial service and I just, went and moved to Olympia and uh, I found a good apartment there and God just moved me around and brought me actually my parents had moved uh, here to Illinois yeah and um, I don't know just God moved me back here to Illinois because <laughs> uh, just that's the way things were and uh so my wife and I had, uh, my, my wife had previously been in a relationship, uh, with somebody who was not a good guy. And, uh, uh, she's like, can I move up by you in like in Olympia? So she moved my way. And, uh, then when we moved here, we got married and uh, a year later we had my son who is autistic and um, he is a joy. Uh, he is the joy. He's very hard. It's not easy having an autistic kid, but I tell you, God will drive your patience uh, and help build your patience. 
uh, because uh, he just he's he's a hoot sometimes, but sometimes he just like you just gotta breathe, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um. So then, just I, I started uh, after I started doing this, uh, going living here for a while. I uh, started on uh, musically. Yeah. And then music musically. So I was doing comedy on musically and I just started building a following on there and God, it's kind of funny because TikTok took over. So I was on yeah. TikTok before TikTok was even a thing. You're like, before and, it's uh, cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I, it's kind of funny cause I got so much, uh, uh, not so much backlash, but I got ragged on a lot because yeah. before, you know, before it got popular, uh, you know, musically was a quote unquote kids app. <laughs> and so people are like, Oh, you're old. And I'm like, I'm not old. Like, I guess like I'm not a kid, but <laughs> I, just, I was, I was so happy that there was so many adults starting to come on and then the adults all took over. Yeah, <laughs> and um, I'm like, I just want to do funny videos, you know. Like that's all I wanted to do. That's all I'm like, man. Like, don't hassle me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> let me do my own thing. Come on. Yeah. And um, but it, after a while, I started seeing uh just a bunch of people. Just I, it came to the point where I had to defend my faith. Yeah. So, so God, God moved me like a chess piece, uh, <laughs> from doing comedy to going and doing full time apologetics. <laughs> yeah. Um, of all things, and so I just complete transition over to just defending the gospel. Yeah. And it's it's funny how God will move you into place where He needs you. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, uh, what was it? A recent, a recent TikTok, I think, even that you you're talking to is. I feel like you have like a crazy Muslim following <laughs> that comes yeah. at you all the time. Yeah, uh, God, God, I swear, God sends them to me all <laughs> the time. Uh, I never go on any other pages. I never, you know that I never go to them. They always yeah. come to me and I, I'm like, <laughs> okay. Like God, I'm like, God, if that's what you want, then okay. But I, I really feel like he's really reaching out to Muslims cause he, he wants them to know him, the true yeah. him, you know, not this fake Isa Jesus, uh, which is kind of funny cause they literally have an Isa Jesus. Uh, not an exegesis. <laughs> um, That's true. So, yeah, like I, I always kind of find that funny that that their Jesus is Jesus, and I'm just like, that's hilarious. Um, but yeah, like God, God keeps sending them, and I, he's he's bolstering my patience uh, yeah. more and more. Cause God's like, you need to just take a breath, rely on me and just, just, you know, let me handle it, <laughs> you, know? you know? Um, so I, I really pray all the time that God will chip away anything that, uh, that he doesn't want. So people can see Jesus and not, not me, you know? Um, I, I try to empty myself Yeah, because if, if, if your cup is full of yourself, how can Jesus fill you up? Yeah. You know, and, uh, my, one of my, uh, podcasts for the Edgar friendly show, uh, I think it's, is it the next one or this most recent one? I was talking, well, the next one is going to be about dying to your flesh. Yeah. And taking up your cross and dying, dying to yourself. Cause God, 
God can't fill you up if you're already full of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, empty out your cup, like empty out your cup. You need fresh, you need fresh water. Yeah. Um, and so that that's why we need to be continuously in the Bible so God can continuously speak to us because what I found is the reason is because the Bible is such a living word, right? It's the word of God. And I yeah. know this because the, the Bible never changes, but you do. You yeah. change. So your perspective of what you understand becomes brand new. Yeah. It becomes a fresh word because you can read something that you've read a million times and you never understood it or it never applied to your life. And then all of a sudden your perspective changes because your position in life changes and God is speaking a brand new word of something that you already read before. Yeah. And he will blow your mind. Cause like there's been verses, I don't know how many times like, I will read something and I'm like, yeah, I know. And then all of a sudden, like, I'm like, it's complete different place in my life. And so God breathes new life into that scripture. And I'm like, whoa, like, <laughs> what? Like, oh my gosh. Like, like it's, it's mind blowing. It's revolutionary. If you're reading and rereading and rereading and rereading the Bible all the time, God speaks new things because your position in life will always change. So you're going to get a new perspective on what God is saying. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, I mean, there's still things in the Bible. Like I've never read the Bible through and through and, <laughs> and that just, to be honest, I just have never felt led to because I'm like, I want to, I, I stay like, I read some old Testament stuff, a lot of, a lot of new Testament stuff, but I'm still learning even that. And so I'm like, I'm sticking with this tight right now. But when God leads me to like, Hey, um, uh, read about Jehu. Like not a lot of people even know who the heck Jehu is. <laughs> I'm like, I have, so I have a gecko named Jehu and it's a great yeah. starter like for a conversation because, uh, <laughs> I wrote his name Jehu on his glass aquarium and like, uh, my kids even know who Jehu is. And so it's just kind of funny because they even were like, oh, yeah, Jehu's like a prophet who uh, there's a bad lady who does bad things, and he, like, trampled her with a horse. <laughs> and that's like, good. That's a, that's basically the gist. It's it's a bloody one, but, like, the Bible's amazing and, and stuff and, like, what you can see. Um, like, there's... On TikTok, there's a, a witch lady, and me and Robbie were talking about it. Uh, do you know who uh, Pat? I forget what his name is on there, but it's Robbie something. And um, we're talking about Judges 11, which she was trying to use to debate a Christian and saying uh, that's where the guy asked God, "Hey, I'll do whatever it takes, God, and whoever walks out of my the front of my house, uh, I'll sacrifice to you." <clears throat> I, I mean, just like reading the Bible straight yeah. as it is, dude, like that tells you don't make stupid commitments. <laughs> like, like just plain yeah. and simple. If you're going to commit yeah. to something, a either you're going to have to keep, keep that commitment or you're going to have to break that commitment and look like a liar. But if you have to keep that commitment, yeah. maybe you should have been a little bit smarter about your wording instead of being <laughs> like, Oh, well, yeah. whatever comes out and then his daughter comes out and I mean, there's some foreshadowing of Jesus and all that just in that, but also, Hey, God didn't say that. Like <laughs> God wasn't all like, Hey, you need to yeah. sacrifice your daughter. It's more like, yeah. bro, you chose to do that. That's on you. Like <laughs> you, you made a stupid yeah. choice of, of not thinking before doing and we're, prideful basically like oh i believe my goat will walk out first why would your goat walk like i don't even care <laughs> if you lived in a hut your kid would be waiting for you over everything or your wife or someone yeah. is gonna be waiting for you and come out like woohoo there you are dad you you made it back from the war you're alive still i mean but even with that i'm sure you've heard him uh there's there's somebody else on tiktok who 
I'm not going to say his name because I don't want to put him on blast, but because I like some of his content. But he's talking about the Bible not being inherent and that it's not true through and through. And uh, me and Robbie were talking about this, and I was like, he goes, if you do that to this Bible, what you do essentially is, he, he's like, they put it this way, have you, you know that rat poison's like 99% food? Did you oh, know that? Yeah. And that uh, one, what, like 1% of it is, is poison, but that 1% poisoned the whole thing. And so he goes, yeah. if you say the Bible isn't 100% inerrant, doesn't have contradictions and all that, you are saying the whole thing is wrong. Like you yeah. can't, you can't do that. <laughs> like, because you're saying it's one whole to an atheist or to somebody who's a non-believer. You're saying, Oh, well did Jesus die then? Did, yeah. did that happen? And so you're poking holes in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, man, yeah, that, that's such a good point. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and another thing is though, that, People all all the time, people tell me, they're like, well, there's a lot of, there's sex and violence and all this in there. And I'm like, well, yeah, like some of the Bible is a lesson on what not to do. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like, don't do this. Don't be this guy. You know, like that, uh, the whole meme, don't be that guy. Yeah. Like that, that's the way. I view the Bible. I'm like, don't, don't be that guy. Like, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like there's, um, there's plenty of times. I, I mean, yeah. for instance, uh, let, let's just be honest. So that, that, that guy who says, Oh, I'm a theologian, blah, blah, blah. I went to yell. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, Judas was a disciple. Just yeah. saying <laughs> like, like yeah. that didn't make him any better than anybody else. I mean, he betrayed Jesus and he killed himself. So I'm just saying yeah. like, you, you could say you're a theologian. You could say you're all this stuff and have all these titles. You can be so smart, but be so stupid all at the same mm-hmm. time. There's a difference between being smart and wise and the wisdom of God yeah. is going to surpass any of your smarts because all of a sudden you're talking and this Bible verse comes up and it's like boop <laughs> right on the forehead of them. <laughs> but a lot of times that's all they, they have. And, and uh, something I was talking to my friend about is the only way to help some of these people is you have to, you, you may be talking to them and you may be smarter than them and they may be smarter than you, but in all reality, all you're doing is aiming for the heart. If you're aiming for the heart, mm-hmm. that's the first thing you got to change. Because their mind is going to think they're way better, way smarter, all that than you. But if you start breaking down those walls on their heart, their crusty heart that they have at the time, you're yeah. definitely going <laughs> to help them and change their life. So Yeah, I got to break those barnacles off the ship. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so... uh yeah, so like like we were talking about before, so you you moved all the way back home, you 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 lived in your car, you finally are you you have a home now. So what yep. what what is your next steps, I guess? What are you what are you thinking? Like what is what do you think God's leading you to your next your next move here, I guess? That is a good question. Uh <laughs> I really have no idea. I really have no idea. Right now, God is just has given me so much what I'm doing now. When he lets me know, he will let me know. You know, um, he just he he guides me to the next new thing. And, you know, I I can only do so much that I want to do. But, you know, if God's leading me a different way, then like, I'm like, okay, I'll go. <laughs> I, I've just been asking God to use me in any way that he wants, you yeah. know? And so it, for me, I, I've learned to like, not, not to say that uh, I don't make plans, but <laughs> I like to stay flexible to yeah. open to what God 
wants me to do rather than necessarily what I want to do. But uh, there's a lot of things that I, you know, I love to write and I'm almost done. I actually have a novel that I wanted to finish. Um, There's things that I've been writing down scripturally, um, but I just, I've been so busy uh, between work and things like that. Right now, it's just a time to kind of contemplate on what God wants and, uh, you know, hear hear what he has to say about what's coming up. Because uh, just if God makes time for me to do uh, other things, then, you know, maybe I, I need to prioritize too. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's really kind of what it comes down to is I might have to take a a break on TikTok for a while to get other things accomplished. And, um, that, that might be something I might have to do because we have to sometimes make time rather than, uh, my wife's looking at me. Uh, to see her face, she's like, she's always telling me, she's always telling me to get up. Uh, no, you're being shocked. I know you're being shocked. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, prior, I guess priorities. Um, I, I really pray that God prioritizes yeah. what he wants, what he wants in my life. Um, so I might, I might have to take a sabbatical from from TikTok very possibly uh for a while to actually get other things done. So Hey, that is what it is, you know? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so <laughs> Yeah, so um what is it? Oh. So uh where can people find you at? On TikTok and well, your YouTube I- and your podcast. What are they all called? Yeah. What are their names? Yeah, it's all it's all Edgar friendly, and then my my YouTube uh, is Edgar friendly, my TikTok's Edgar friendly, but my uh, my podcast is the Edgar Friendly Show. Uh, there's actually somebody else who had uh, Edgar Friendly uh, as as their podcast, and uh, theirs is uh, I'm Hey I'm Effing Friendly, uh, <laughs> so they're a little bit more on the vulgar side. Uh, they don't have near as many uh, episodes as I do. So if there's only a couple episodes of uh, of the other guy, or if the other guy is uh, a little bit uh, more on the and sounds British, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. If if uh, he sounds British, that's not me. Uh, <laughs> Wait a minute! This whole time but, you didn't um, sound British. Yeah, the- Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Can't you tell by my accent? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I I've got a, quite a few episodes. I'm I'm on my second season already for uh, the Edgar Friendly Show. Uh, my first season only had like four episodes, but uh, I've got plenty more that I I try to get done and uh, upload kind of pre pre done because I don't do uh, uh, interviews like, kind of like this. I'm really glad uh, that you guys do interviews like this and have yeah. uh, content like this. Um, but mine, mine is straight up scriptural teaching. Uh, yeah. What I feel like God is leading to talk about, um, or I feel like people need to talk about. Uh, so yeah, so that's that's where they can find me. Just uh, all Edgar friendly. Awesome. Um, so we'll put, yeah. we'll, if you're listening to this podcast, we'll put it in the podcast, uh, description. Um, so I feel like this is a fantastic spot to stop and I'm pretty sure you've listened to some of our podcasts. And so you might yeah. know what I'm about to ask you. So would you do the yeah, honor do. of praying us out of this podcast? All right. Absolutely. <sighs> Father God, Jesus, I pray right now that whoever is listening will have new ears and new eyes to think about what their life and their relationship with Jesus Christ is, whether they be new or old and haven't drawn close to you in a long time. I pray 
that you will draw them close to you and give them priority uh, to what they need to do in you and that you will call those who need to uh, be restored in you, call them back to you. In your name, Jesus, amen. Amen.